Hello and welcome back to the Everything Must Go podcast. Today is a special day as this is the two-year anniversary at the time of recording this. This is legitimately two years since me and Brandon started this podcast. So it's uh, it's going to be a lot of looking back. And actually, to start off this episode, we are going to go right into a voicemail that we got. So Brandon, go ahead and uh, go ahead and play that. All right, this and. For those of you who don't know, this is from a very special person to the show. Uh, well, some of you might know once once we hear this, but uh, give it a listen. Hey, uh, yeah, this is uh, Tim giving you a... Oh, 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 sorry. I dropped my phone. Um, yeah, so I, I heard it's going to be 100 episodes, and uh, I just wanted to say congrats. That's a pretty big milestone. I remember the first time that I rode a bike, and yeah, let me know if you guys ever need something, because I heard there was a chance you were going to actually miss the episode next week, because, you know, you guys care about social distancing, but I'm a a tough guy. I'm not scared of no diseases, so uh, I'm happy to fill in, and... uh, I'm sure, I'm sure Gentry, he, he'd be happy to do so too. Maybe I can dig him out of social distancing and uh, get him on too. Anyways, just saying, good talking to you and uh, have a good one. Wow, pretty incredible. Honestly, uh... <laughs> well, I mean, I hope that we get to actually do the recording together of the two year or not the two the hundred episode like that. That's something I feel like we should we got to find a way to make it happen. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll be gone next week, but t- I think Tim is saying that he'll step in for us with uh, bring Gentry out of social distancing. It's 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 pretty cool how not episode ninety nine is our two year, but then right after we hit the century mark on episodes, so. I know, but I feel like it would be kind of a bummer if we couldn't even be on the 100th episode. I mean, it would be, but I think these guys would be able be like wonderful guests to take our spots. That's true. If someone was going to fill in, I definitely think that uh, someone like a Tim, someone like a Gentry, those would be the guys to do it. So, you know, it's just they got a lot to live up to because it's such an important episode, especially because we all know that the two-year episode here today is going to be a really good one because it's going to be a lot of looking back and uh as we talked about earlier today when i had connected the dots and realized wow this is actually the two-year episode it's gonna be uh it doesn't feel like two years at all it feels like six months to me i know it, it feels pretty crazy we, we were talking when we realized this was exactly two years we were just talking about how different uh just life was in general um two years from from today and it's it's pretty crazy all the the steps that we've taken or the direction that we've gone in since then so it's going to be nice to reminisce a little bit and and look back on some of the stuff that we've done do you do you have anything you want to start off with specifically uh i think i okay i i think i want to paint a little bit of context because this might be the first time that someone has ever listened to the podcast before because i know there's been some new people that i've um been, I've been trying to introduce people to the podcast, obviously, because some people, they, they might find uh, the channel or they might find me through my YouTube channel. So sometimes this could be like the first time that they find out about this. So the Everything Must Go podcast, 
this was something that we started because Brandon and I have been friends for eight years now and Brandon has always been a musician and I was always just kind of like I loved acting and being in front of a camera and we always were really supportive of one another but we wanted to find a way to actually work on a project however we've never lived close to each other now we do because Brandon moved to Chicago but prior to this we really hadn't lived close to each other in like most of the entire time that we've been friends so we had a lot of conversations long distance that got kind of deep and it was through those conversations that we realized that there was a lot of value to one another we would kind of learn about each other and we would kind of be able to help each other out and then we when thinking about a project that we could do we decided that we could kind of just record those conversations and turn it in, into something and thus we decided that we could do that in a podcast because podcasting in the last few years has really taken off and it just sort of made sense at the time so back in april of 2018 we sat down on skype put our phones on our desk him in minnesota me in chicago and pressed the little record feature on our iphones and then when we finished the episode we somehow just sent the file to some i think to, to brandon and then he just like put them like like stacked them on top of each other and then that was the podcast yeah <laughs> it's funny to think that we used to use our phones for, i mean the audio isn't too bad considering but uh it is pretty crazy can now that we're like talking about well, you know what mics should we invest in we we now got that studio that you're in right now with the, the chairs all ready to go for when this quarantine is over um and it was uh it was such a uh, a new venture like i neither of us really even knew what the podcast was going to be but i i think i we've talked about i left you a voicemail after that first episode and i was like you know i think i think we got something here man i was pretty pumped about it yeah that was a great discovery i hadn't realized that i still had the voicemail of when brandon listened to either the first or second episode he's like dude i feel i feel like we're on to something here and obviously this podcast is not very big still but it has really impacted our lives a lot. We were just talking about this last night, how in the two years since we started this, our lives look dramatically different. So Brandon, tell me a little bit about what has been some of the biggest differences. Walk us through where you were at two years ago, if you can kind of get into that, Brandon, and what was going on in your life. Yeah, two years ago from today, I think I was, uh, let's see here, March. I was seven months removed from like a three year long relationship where I lived with uh, my significant other and that kind of ended poorly. So I was, I was starting to get on the upswing of things. Um, I, I had visited Steven in November uh, in between that time and was just the lowest of lows. And uh, Steven uh, was a big support of me then. And then I, I think uh, he went through somewhat of a similar situation and I was kind of a support for him. And then, uh, I think both of us were trying to kind of pick ourselves up, uh, from, from these quote unquote adverse times. And, uh, I was, you know, working in a call center still, um, living in Minnesota. I was living in, I think I had just moved in with my buddy cause I was living in my apartment uh, alone, but uh, then I had uh, asked my buddy if I could move in with him just to have people to live with, and I had just moved in on in April, 
um, I believe. And so it was like uh, th- things were starting to, to shift. I was looking at schools at the time, um, thinking about going back to, to get my master's, and I had just started doing some research and stuff. Um, we, we, we didn't really think that this was going to become anything that we were going to take super seriously. I mean, Stephen and I are always pretty big dreamers. So that's always like a thought in our head. If anything that we try, we're like, you know, we could take this somewhere. You know, we believe in ourselves enough to do that. But I mean, in the beginning we were like, you know, we'll, we'll try to do an episode every other week or something, which is funny because we looked at it today and it looks like what, what the next episode, when was it like five days after yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, so, well, I mean, it, if nothing else, it just shows how unorganized we were really. With, oh, yeah. With our thoughts on things. That was something that was way different. Back then, we just thought, yeah, maybe we'll be able to do this once every two weeks. We'll be able to release an episode. We had really no idea. And we definitely, from what I can remember, we definitely didn't think about it, like, actually going anywhere as much as we just thought about, oh, it would be kind of nice to, to just work on something together. I think that that to me was more my thought than anything else. And yeah, I I am definitely a dreamer. Brandon is definitely a dreamer, but I was just thinking, okay, this is better than what I'm doing currently. Like I think this like this will be a fun activity to do. <laughs> well, and that's a really good point too because uh, obviously living living in two different places, we were completely limited on what we could do together. So I, I even remember just because you brought the idea of a podcast up to me and it was it was like a breath of fresh air. Like we had we had always talked about doing something together, but the only way it seemed like it was a possibility was if we somehow ended up in the same place at some point. But this idea of recording our audio separately and then putting it together it seemed practical and it seemed like something we'd be good at because we had these long deep phone conversations so I was super pumped that that you even brought it to the table yeah and it's funny too because I've mentioned this before but my inspiration for wanting to do a podcast actually the the thing that was the light bulb moment was I was listening to a CBS fantasy baseball podcast and I remember listening to it just like at my desk job and being like, wait a second, this can't possibly be that hard. It's just like some guys who just press record and they're just talking about baseball. Like, Why, why can't I do this? <laughs> well, that kind of, uh, th- that's a funny thing that happens sometimes in life. It, it seems like sometimes uh, the things that you could be doing or that you want to do are like, like right in front of you. Like, I don't know how we didn't think of this idea earlier, but just for whatever reason, you listening to the show that you listen to all the time finally sparked, like, wait a second, why don't we, why don't we do this? It wasn't even like the first time I listened to it either. It was like, right. I probably listened to like 50 episodes and then I was like, wait a second, there's something here. I don't yeah. know what it is. And then I, I think I called you and I was like, you know, we, we talked about doing a project together. I feel like we could do a podcast, right? Like it wouldn't be that hard. We just say things and record it and that's it yeah it kind of just checked all the boxes of something that we could do long distance absolutely well what about you though i talked a little bit about what was going on in my life what was going on in your life uh well i've talked about this before i actually had a girlfriend when this podcast started so it ruined my relationship and i spiraled into a deep dark depression (laughs) (laughs) i'm totally kidding um but i did have a girlfriend when this podcast did start for only the first 
few episodes, but it wasn't really like, the relationship really wasn't, wasn't going anywhere. It was like not in, it wasn't like in a good place. And part of the reason why the podcast was good timing was that relationship had like a lot of fun moments, but I was definitely not staying true to what I actually enjoyed doing. I was like going out all the time and I was trying to live this certain lifestyle, but deep down I kind of wanted to be more focused on improving myself and just, I love doing like creative stuff. So, well, I'll be honest. I, I remember being worried back then because you were in a relationship. Uh, obviously we were very laid back with the, the podcast in the beginning, but I was, I was a little nervous to start because I mean, we've talked about like, how are we going to balance this stuff with, with like adding a significant other like that? Because we want to be committed to that person and, and that's a whole, and we also want to be committed to our art. So it's a, it's a whole monster to try to, to, to bring those worlds together. So part of me was nervous that like, you know, this, you being in a relationship might cut into like, Hey, if we have a plan to record, am I going to hear from Steven or is he just going to like be sleeping because he was out late last night and you know, whatever. So, but I was definitely worried about that because we all know that there was some irresponsible decisions of me just like sleeping in too late. And like, it wasn't, it was a weird time for me. It was sort of a transitional time. Like I hadn't been in a relationship in like several years and then I finally like was back at it again. And I don't know. I just, I tried to really live each day, like in the moment and that worked to a certain extent, but it wasn't sustainable. And I knew that it wasn't going to be sustainable. So in the end I ended that relationship not because of the podcast, but just because it was the right decision to make. And it sort of began a new chapter for me because after that point I had the podcast. And what was great about that is it sort of built this, this rhythm into my life of I've, every couple of weeks I'm doing this podcast episode. Obviously that moved to every week we're doing the podcast episode, but it started to build this idea of, Oh, I'm actually a disciplined person. And you could tell that because the one consistent thing I always did was go to the gym after work. Every day I go to the gym after work. So I could do it. It just, I needed to find a reason to do it. And once I had the podcast, I was like, okay, I I think this could be good. So then I started to get into this rhythm. And then it was conversations with Brandon that involved him being like, hey, you know, the one thing you haven't done on your YouTube page is, or your, your your YouTube channel is, you haven't actually been consistent with your release periods. I feel like if you just did something similar to what happens on the podcast, you might actually be able to build up subscriber base because that's the one thing you always hear successful YouTubers say is just kind of staying consistent. And that's when I started to connect the dots that, oh yeah, I could just do the same thing on my YouTube channel. And then obviously over time, I've boosted all the numbers. The podcast has boosted their numbers at just, now it's very, now we easily can do one podcast a week. Brandon and I are releasing like two YouTube videos a week and it all started because of starting the podcast, which started to build a framework on how to work hard and how to stay consistent. And that's, if if you were to ask me what I think is the best part of the whole podcast, I think it was just, it set the framework for how to build the rest of my life. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that it's also just a good I guess for people on the outside looking in, I think it can be sort of um, 
symbolic for a, a lot of different uh, pursuits in life. You know, we we thought that uh, one episode a week was something that we couldn't do. And then I think even Steven, even Steven, even Stevens, dude, that was a great show. Um, <laughs> I think even when, when, when we talked about you doing one YouTube uh, video per week, it was kind of like, we're going to do super intimidating. Yeah. I remember that being like, I, what? Yeah. And uh, pair that with one podcast episode a week. Uh, but now that's like two things I'm committing to per week. And, you know, looking back on it, it seems so silly that that was intimidating to us. But I think that, again, this this my point in the whole, like, uh, symbolic for the pursuits of things in life. Until you until you make those attempts, like, if it's something, if, if you're doing something that you think that you uh, will enjoy or that, that you, you want to see, um, I guess, some positive returns in, like, sometimes you have to to push what you think your ceiling is because then you're going to find out your ceiling's a lot higher than, than what you initially believed it to be. And we, we talked about this now, like uh, now the two videos a week thing that that's been pushing the boundaries and, and uh, you know, what else can we accomplish? Uh, you know, sometimes it, it, it gets to be too much, but until we, we push those boundaries, you don't really know what your boundaries are. And a really good thing that was learned in that process is the reason why it was so intimidating to do some of this stuff, like for example, my YouTube channel, the idea of doing one video a week, it was because doing my videos before, it would take a long time to put my YouTube video together. Not only just because I was worse at editing, but I also, I didn't know what to focus on. Like, was I gonna put more effort into my effects? My Like, like what was my thing? And uh, the idea that I had was, if I'm going to release an episode or a, a video a week, I have to be able to do something that I can do in a week. So I have to figure that out of what is the most realistic. And the way that I did that was I figured out what do I think I do the best. So start there and then hone in on that. And then if I have time, I can do like more editing and stuff like that. But let's just start with, I think I can be good in front of the camera and I think I can talk about something. So that's just what I did is I just made a really simple, well-lit set, put my microphone there, and I would just pick a topic, and I would just talk about it. The video wouldn't have a whole lot of edits in it, and I figured I'll just start there. Because if I start there, then at least I can make that video once a week. And if I want to add stuff to it, I can. And as time's gone on, I, I, I kind of made things a little, like I've added a little bit here and there, I've made it look a little bit better, I've moved up to doing two videos a week, but I think the big thing here was everything is sort of a gradual process. And I think that's been the saving grace. That's the reason why we're technically over a hundred episodes. If you add everything together, but that's the reason why we've been able to still be doing this for two years, which doesn't sound like it's that much time, but in podcast world, like two years is not insignificant. It's because we didn't overburden ourselves ever. Like if we felt like something wasn't achievable, we would cut back. We tried doing three episodes a week. It didn't work for us. We cut it back, went back to one episode a week, and just focused on that. And there's times where you just have to sort of trial and error, and then you can kind of figure out how to do it. Yeah, well, and and to give context, I mean, we Stephen and I have talked about in our ideal world, if this was all we were doing, like the idea of three episodes a week is probably a lot more practical because you know our creative projects are what our priority is. But 
Stephen and I have full-time jobs. I was also in school when we started the three-episode-a-week thing, so it was like balancing all these things. But again, that does go to the point that we we tried to push the boundaries, tried to see what we could accomplish, and and then we had just uh, honed it back a little bit. But I, I'm really proud of us for even giving that that stuff a try. Now we, I think we fast-forwarded a little bit here, but I. When did you start doing the one video? Was that 2018 or 2019? 2018, I started doing one video a week around like August or September. So this was after I had come to Chicago. Yeah, when you had come to Chicago was, um, so when you came to Chicago in July, we had recorded some videos and we kind of put that on the, we had like a backlog of videos I could put onto my channel. Technically, I think I had started releasing about a video a week, maybe in July or August. I might have missed a week or two. I don't guess I don't know for sure. But when I actually would sit down and record a video once a week was, I think the first one I did was my baseball predictions, hmm. which is must have been right. I don't know. I guess I don't remember exactly. I guess I could look it up. I'm like, ah, what? What? When could that have been? Sometimes I forget. Like I have, I have the power of the internet to actually give accurate information instead but, of but fake. The, the big thing here is I think a turning point for us was when I decided to come down to Chicago because uh, it I think you know for some other context I had kind of given up on doing uh, creative things really like I was really focused on just working my nine to five and then uh, you know, and I decided to go back to school. I was just kind of deciding to, to go down the psychology route. I, I had stopped writing music. I had stopped performing. I had stopped doing anything creative, really, which looking back on, I'm just like, how the hell did that ever happen? But when I went to Chicago, I was like re, re-inspired, not just because of the podcast, but just like little skit videos that we do or even just the discussion of, hey, let's organize a week of creative stuff it was it was nuts for me and then i was like faced with this dilemma of okay do i make an impulsive decision to just say let's make this our life where i moved to chicago or do i continue down the path i was going down which was i'm going to go back to school now i had made impulsive decisions like that before um and I, i i really felt like I needed to sit through this and, and do some soul searching on, on who I was and what I wanted in life. So I didn't make that decision to go to Chicago, but I think it was a big turning point for just like challenging myself, realizing what I was heading towards. And I, I think maybe not necessarily the same thing for you, but it, it I think it was part of maybe your, uh, realization you, you could put some different effort into your YouTube channel and stuff like that. I think the podcast is sort of the what was built out of the mistakes that were made in the years prior. So like what we learned in the years after so Brandon and I we met at the University of Tennessee. Uh, we were both sophomores in college when we met and then that was the only year we had lived near each other. So all that time after that we went about our lives Brandon pursued music I became a TV news reporter. I had like different jobs, changed career paths, kind of had a YouTube channel going in the background. Brandon continued down his music path. Anyways, um, a lot of things in between there went wrong in our lives. Nothing obviously too big, nothing we couldn't recover from, nothing that was like forever scarring, but just we had 
things didn't go the way that we had planned. We had went through relationships that failed. We had realized that maybe we had put emphasis on the wrong parts of our journeys and our dreams. We collaborated with people that we weren't happy to do collaborations with. Like it just didn't work out. And in the process, it kind of feels like the podcast was the exact reaction to the information that we had learned in those years. So I think that a good example is when you had come to Chicago back in July of 2018 and you were thinking like, man, maybe I could drop out of school. I could move here. But realizing that one of the issues that you had run into prior was almost going too much off of emotion and less off of like looking at the big picture, like the long term and not wanting to have any regret on the decision that was made, like making sure you had enough information, which was huge because I don't think you would have been able to make that decision if you didn't have the prior experiences. And I feel like there's a whole bunch of those situations. We could probably spend hours just talking about little situations that are similar to that. But that's the big point is I am kind of proud of the podcast because I do feel like every time I do it, I'm like, wow, we, we learned and now we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and just one small thing. Like, I, I hadn't gone to school yet, so I wouldn't. it wouldn't have been specifically me dropping out. It would have been me deciding not to go. Oh, yeah, that's that's a good point, too. Um, but, but, I mean, you're, the, the, the basic gist of what you're saying is absolutely correct, that it, you know, a, a lot of things that I had done had been really based on this this emotion or this passion and and I think I needed to step back and be like hold on what what are you learning things for like what what, what are you experiencing hardships for if you're not going to take them in and and uh develop quote unquote wisdom from them you know like uh, even if this is the decision that you end up making I don't think you're ready to make this decision and uh I, I'm for one really happy that that was what I kind of told myself I I remember when I moved to Rochester I told Steven I'm like give me give me a year like don't pressure me to move to Chicago just give me a year like I just need one year to like really sit with my thoughts and sit on this stuff and throughout that year it's not that the conversation didn't ever come up I remember I even we had a conversation where I told Steven you know you you have to realize that there's a chance that I don't ever move to Chicago, that we don't ever pursue this stuff. I, I remember that was a, the tough conversation for us to have um, because I think Stephen knew in his heart that, you know, we had something and that we should pursue it, but I wasn't ready to, to commit to that. I still needed to do some, some soul searching and I couldn't make that decision for him or for the podcast alone. I had to, whatever decision I was going to make needed to finally be something that I truly believed in and that I, I knew I wasn't going to be wishy-washy on because there had been, I mean, this was another example of something that I had gone to school and then I flip-flopped and said, Hey, I'm going <laughs> to, eventually I ended up dropping out and coming here. Um, but the part of the reason why I made that change again was because I realized that this was going to be the last change that I make. You know, now I'm, even if this takes me the rest of my life, I'm okay with there not being a, a plan B here. Like me, you know, pursuing this and just being happy with the things that I create and the things that I make. And, and, uh, you know, props to Steven too, for that, that process of just being as patient, you know, not that there wasn't any frustration in the fact that you, you know, we had that conversation of it might, I might not ever come or, you know, whatever 
uh, we whatever we said at that time. But uh, for the most part, uh, what meant a lot to me was, you know, it's easy in as a supporting cast of a person's life to tell them what you think that they should do with their life and and not that he didn't ever encourage anything but for the most part i think you were really respectful of the fact that i needed to 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 make this choice on my own well i just think that that's something that's important in general is you have to let people make their own decisions it's like if you want someone to be a part of your life but they're not making the effort to do it there's a certain point where you just have to be like okay they don't want to be a part of your life and sometimes that can be kind of a a tough thing to wrap your mind around but everybody is better because of it like in this situation i didn't want to make brandon feel like he had to make this move like i want obviously deep down i i wanted brandon to be in chicago because not only did i feel like it would be good for our collaborations but i i felt like if it had a positive impact on my life why couldn't have a positive impact on brandon's life and yeah, I had to keep my distance, but I also, uh, I learned a lesson in my life, which is you need to make the decisions based on what you want and just expecting that, uh, how do I word this? You have to make decisions for just yourself because you never want to feel like you made a decision for someone else because you don't know if that someone else is going to always be there. And for that reason, if you lose everybody, you want to feel like at least you're on the path that you want it to be on because you just don't know, like people come and go friends, relationships, people aren't always right there. So as that result, I didn't want to feel like I had to have any impact on Brandon making the decision. I feel like if things lined up, he would just realize, Oh yeah, this is the right decision. And that's basically what happened. It was very organic. Eventually you started putting the pieces together. You saw where everything was at and you just decided that based on all the information that you had, the next logical step was to come to Chicago and you had enough information where I, it doesn't seem like you look at that decision now and you think, man, I made the wrong decision. No, not at all. I mean, this quarantine, I'm wondering if I caused it by moving to Chicago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but but uh, another thing within that is I remember, too, uh, an aspect that we had to learn from was I think I – think, uh, something I remember us talking about was you part of the reason why you wanted me to come there was because you were thinking that you need, you needed somebody like you needed a partner in order to Mm -hmm. like take that next step. But I, and I was saying, you don't need me. Like you are completely capable on your own to do this. And you're like, Oh wait, yeah, I fucking, (laughs) I'm so glad you mentioned that. Cause that's such a good point. That's something I wish I would have actually commented on that rant prior is, one of my big insecurities was that I couldn't do things by myself and, and alone. And that was something that I always battled when I was in relationships in the past. Just like all my romantic relationships, I always felt like, man, if this relationship ends, like, what do I really do? I don't really know what I want to do. And yeah, that was something that I had to, that I really had to figure out. And I was, I remember having that thought, like, I don't want to feel like I need Brandon to move here. So don't move here unless you actually want to move here because I got to figure out that I, I have to be in a good place where I'm like, I got this. I don't need it. I don't need Brandon here. Cause then that would be the best case scenario is I don't need Brandon, but having him is just going to be like the, the cherry on top. Yeah. And, and that's exactly how it worked out. And yeah, it's way better that way. Well, it's, it's super hell. I think that that goes for many dynamics in life, m- many relationships. I don't think that you necessarily, um, want to feel like you, 
necessarily need someone. I mean, sometimes I think love can feel that way. Uh, but I don't think when you're when you're talking about developing a healthy relationship, I think a lot of the time you have to you have to get to a point where you are completely self-sufficient, but having that person there, you just like like working together, you like uh, uh, doing stuff together, and it's just like this extra thing that makes life all the better. And that was a big thing with my decision to move to Chicago was uh, not even just, I, w- I wasn't going to just make this decision to be closer to Steven, you know, because obviously he's such a good friend of mine and uh, we had been apart living in different places for most of our friendship. But it was also like, I'm not going to just make this decision based on the podcast because what if, what if Steven gets big on YouTube and doesn't have time for the podcast? Then I moved to Chicago for this thing that I was relying on that I can't control. You know, I, I had to, I had to do the same thing. I had to say, well, okay, so what, what can I do individually that I can build on my own? That's separate from not necessarily entirely separate. Obviously all of our things connect in some way, shape or form, but, uh, so, thing that is individual obviously I had my music but to me it was like honestly I don't care what it necessarily ends up being I have a lot of creative things that I want to work on and that I feel like I'm just holding back on and I just want to put myself in a position to make those things a priority and so that that was like I I, that was the clincher for me when I realized that I could have this individual thing the being close to Steven was a cherry on top having the podcast together is a cherry on top but I also even if Steven became uber successful and left and I was doing my own thing I'm still going to be happy here in Chicago because I I have stuff that I now like to work on and like to pursue so I think that 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 was a big thing that we tapped into in order to to make this the the most calculated and healthy decision that we we could make Definitely. I'm trying to remember actually when we did this last time, like what we talked about. Do you remember what we talked about on we, Checkpoint? Well, we went through like every episode of the last year, so I don't know if we want to do that necessarily. No, we definitely don't. But what, what we are going to do is uh, instead of doing like our normal segments, we're going to do a Spotify segment, but I wanted to do one where we, now that we've got so many episodes, where I'm going to name an episode and we have to remember anything that comes to like first things that come to mind when the episode gets named, because we've done so many of these now. I can't say that I'm overly confident that we're going to remember specifics, but let's see who remembers them more. All right. Let's start like toward the beginning ish. Okay. So higher education in America, episode 15. Jeez. Uh, higher education in America. I I think this was kind of a rant episode, maybe. Because I, I think... I don't remember this at all. I'm guessing my take was that I feel like uh, higher education in America is kind of bullshit because now all jobs basically require you to get this piece of paper and... And as a person who had dropped out of school, uh, couldn't get certain jobs, went back to school and was basically going through the motions to get my degree. And then all of a sudden I could get all these jobs that I could have done anyways. Um, it felt like absolute bullshit for me. So that that's, I think, what my take was back then. I don't know if you remember. Uh, I think that this is the episode where we just talked about how we 
just didn't think college was really that useful. Like, like it was useful in the fact that, like, yeah, you can get better jobs for it, but that the whole concept of higher education is, like, very flawed. And normally when I talk about this, I talk about how I feel like we just lost the entire purpose of what college was supposed to be, mm-hmm. which reminds me, I did learn recently, I'll have to do a little bit of research to confirm this completely, but that, like, prior to 1940... Uh, less than like half of people got a high school education oh, in really? the U.S. And high school was looked at as what you did to prepare yourself for college. The reason why I mention this is this has just always been a thing throughout society. We just keep bumping it up where we just keep saying, well, yo, you got to prepare yourself for high school. Oh, you got to prepare yourself for college. Oh, you got to prepare yourself for grad school. And and we just keep bumping this thing up. So yeah. I don't know. This uh, – this is this was actually I remember liking this topic a lot because it's so aggravating that I just feel like we lost track of what college was supposed to be what was college was supposed to be for. Well, and the the people who actually go to college a lot of times lose track of what it's supposed to be for too. I mean, it's it's basically like a four year party buffer for a lot of people. It, it really is. It's like yeah, you learn some things, but if you just worked four years at a job i feel like you would learn more probably than going to college for four years so mm-hmm. it's just i don't know yeah it's interesting but we definitely talked about that let's move on to let's do another one which one is this does everyone deserve a second chance Ooh, episode 17 i i was this around the bill cosby episode yeah, it yeah. was. It was right before, literally the episode before. Because I remember us bringing it up. But, yeah, th- this is always an interesting topic. I think I remember us talking about, like, sometimes just people fuck up. And, uh, like, this is the tough thing about – I don't think we mentioned this specifically, but the tough thing about cancel culture is, this, like, uh, if you if you make your mistakes in the public eye or if – the public eye takes your mistakes out of context or measures it on whatever scale they want to measure it on. You're like fucked in society. And it's, uh, I don't think that that's very fair to how, like what, what human nature is really like we fuck up all the time. So, but yeah, that, that was, that was pretty much it. It's just how people are overly harsh on the whole like concept of second chance. And if you like, if you screw up at the wrong time, we just are so unforgiving and it's crazy because pretty much every good person has made a pretty a pretty big mistake of some kind where they feel pretty bad about it and if we don't allow people to learn from their mistakes then i just feel like that's we're doing society a huge disservice mm-hmm. now some people have done things that are bad enough where you're like no that's inexcusable but a lot of the times it's it's something where I look at it from an outsider's perspective and I'm like, okay, I think, I think somebody could move on with their life and get over this. Yeah. Well, and I think that a big part of that is the actual uh, willingness to do the investigation on the context of whatever was done. You know, with, with the Me Too movement, you had uh, a lot of these allegations coming out and every one of them, it seemed like, was treated the same. But it was like what Aziz Ansari did was way different than what Harvey Weinstein was doing, but they were both being, 
I mean, obviously, Harvey Weinstein's an extreme case. He's treated way differently than Aziz Ansari. Mm-hmm. But anyways, like, um, immediately everybody was jumping to the throat of Aziz Ansari for this. And, and it was really just like, oh, is this fair, though? That I don't – let's let's do some investigation here. I feel like that's a date that I could have been on, and it, it went poorly, you know? So it's uh, – but, it, it you know, hopefully – just in the in the same way that the people that are making the mistakes get a second chance. Hopefully, as a society, our uh, the way that we react to things, you know, hopefully we learn from and we get a second chance on on how we uh, will react in a broader sense. So another thing I kind of want to talk about is just because some people who maybe didn't even know about the podcast until later may not even know that we had uh, spotlight episodes and trending episodes early on so just a a quick comment on this when we first started doing the podcast we wanted to we've realized that we like to like incorporate other people so we did this thing called spotlight episodes which is we would find someone who we respected creatively and who was doing something to sort of inspire us in one way and thinking that maybe other people could be inspired by it so we had like eight spotlight episodes maybe where we would pretty much just interview this person and ask them a bunch of questions and they were they were a lot of fun like i really really enjoyed doing these unfortunately brandon wasn't on a couple of them just because of the logistics of brandon being i mean there was there was just a lot going on and brandon was obviously not here so there was a couple episodes that we didn't have Brandon on, but what uh, what were your thoughts on that whole spotlight thing? Well, yeah, the the spotlights. Uh, I, I think our our idea is we're gonna do guest episodes a little differently than we did uh, back then, where it was pretty much an entire episode just focused on asking them, interviewing them. Really, um, I think we wanted to be a little more interactive with our guests. You know, get them in some segments, just see how they uh, they kind of go back and forth with us a little bit. Um, in the future anyways, but it is kind of cool just to look back at those because when, when you think of you know this being a two-year process and you think of those, those early stages, it's kind of cool to look at how that is going to evolve into what our guest episodes are going to look like going forward. Um, and, and I mean, even some guest episodes that we have done, like the one with uh, Steph Telly on uh, the ghosts for the Halloween episode, like that was a lot more of an interactive thing. We also had her on just to talk about like pursuing things as an independent person, you know, just little things like that. Like it's really cool to do that. And then the trending episodes, I really appreciated those because I, I think that sometimes I, I'm really conflicted on staying up with current events and news because it just seems like what, what can I trust in the news anymore? Like what can I trust from what people say? What can I trust from the news? Um, and, and am I really staying, am I really act, am I actually informed when I pay attention to this stuff? And I think we learned a little bit of that too. When we did the, the LaCroix episode, which was the trending episode, I remember there was a, I was talking to my parents about this the other day. I was, there was an episode or there was a headline that said, uh, something about like LaCroix using cockroach insecticide in their drinks, but that if you actually read the article, that's not, they weren't just using, using cockroach insecticide. They used two chemicals that's also found in cockroach insecticide, but it's used whatever. So, 
it's uh, it was kind of an eye-opening experience, and it it did make me feel good to like uh, look at this stuff and and do the research. But it was also those were those were pretty hard work because we had to do a lot of reading and and we we really wanted to approach those with like information at our back. We didn't want to just be speaking ignorantly on things, which is something I appreciate about us in general. But um, th- those were those were nice to do, but they were also pretty hard work. What, what do you remember about them? Well, so Spotlight episodes I really enjoyed a lot. As someone who was in a, a news background, I like to do interviews, and I, I definitely am excited to do interviews in the future, and especially with other creatives. And it's going to be really, really fun to get guests, obviously. I have this studio set up now. I have it ready to go, except for the mics, which we'll get soon enough to do interviews and stuff like that. So I'm really excited about doing that. But back then, it sort of was like a taste of what the podcast could look like in the future. So I uh, I enjoyed that quite a bit. And then the trending episodes, what I liked about it was a way for us to talk about things that were going on right at the moment. But what's kind of nice about us doing these sort of free flow episodes is we can talk about things that are trending in the episodes. So theoretically, we get a combination of everything in the episodes moving forward, and that's kind of what we've learned in the process is we were a lot more structured when we first started doing this show, and we're definitely less structured now in a lot of ways. But in a way, the episodes now are more structured because we have the segments, and we already kind of just by nature sort of pick a topic talk about it pick a topic and talk about it like we don't we aren't super scatterbrained like all over the place talking about what we ate for dinner the night before we i don't know what it is about us but we have been pretty good about kind of doing it the same way that we did before well i mean if you really think about it for for people who don't know i mean our phone conversations (laughs) really parallel the show now i mean without the segments where we don't whip out segments when we're on the phone with each other um, we don't whip <laughs> up a spelling bee in the middle of the show, but or in the middle of a phone conversation. But uh, but yeah, like when Stephen and I talk on the phone, uh, we'll be like, "Hey, did you hear about this thing?" Or "What do you think about how this guy says this?" So, what is that? What do you believe that or whatever? And then we'll just like talk about that for thirty minutes. Um, so it, it, it's. Uh, I, I guess I that that's one thing I really like about the evolution of the show. Obviously, this is me just like tooting our own horn here, but dude, um, I, will, I love it. Let's hear more of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I think that uh, I really appreciated that we went in a more serious direction with with the podcast. You know, I, I think some people, even when they talked to us, were surprised that it was as serious as it was. Um, and we would talk about these kind of deep things, but it was like that was reminiscent of our phone conversations. The only difference is sometimes it felt like we were dragging on topics longer than uh, what we necessarily had to say about them. Um, and, and so now, like once we started to get comfortable with the show, I think we've realized that we're automatically going to talk about some of this deep stuff. So let's just not put any pressure on, oh, this episode we have to talk about uh, – robots with fat asses let's talk about you always <laughs> choose that why do you always choose that now you just when you get a joke in your head you have to use it like a hundred thousand times dude you're the same exact way get out of my i'm face. literally the opposite of that i'm one joke steve that's what they used to call me back in the day wait so then it would be the same thing i don't know it doesn't matter. <laughs> 
Um, I, like I used a joke once. That's what I mean. Oh, that's what you mean. But you, you should I was come a, up with a back in the day. I was a u- uses one joke. Steve. There you go. Wait, no, that would be. Hold on. <laughs> Use a joke once, Steve. That's what I mean. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, my, my point is like uh, seeing the evolution of us being able to uh, say goodbye to any sort of um, script or topic outline was was uh, both a uh, a liberating experience because it was just like, all right, now let's just show up and, and have a conversation. But it also is uh, it's kind of cool just to to witness our own evolution in, in this in this format. Yeah, we, we've we've talked about how our goal is to go back and listen to the old episodes and be like, wow, these are trash. Like, hey, just realize, because <laughs> I know every time we record an episode, I feel like we're like, dude, that was the best episode we've ever done. <laughs> so <laughs> I remember even back then, we're like, dude, that was, that might have been incredible what we just recorded. So it's kind of nice. And I think that's... <laughs> A lot of times, if you create something, I feel like you kind of have a tendency to just have that recent recency bias, I guess, yep. right after you do it. So well, I think it's kind of cool to look back and be like, is this still good? Yeah. Well, I noticed that even when my other creations, too. Like, every time I post a new cover, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is my best. This is my best cover. <laughs> but it's, I, don't, I don't know that that's necessarily true. But I, I don't know. I, I think that that's a good sign, though, when you're creating things, that you continue to make things that you're like, yes, I'm, I'm all about Oh, this. yeah. It should be, your goal should be everything that you do is your best one yet. Like, if you can get to that, obviously, you're doing good work. It's just it's kind of tough. It is tough. But we Let's we, do... Oh yeah, we do our we do our best yeah. to, to make it happen. <laughs> I just realized when I was scrolling through this that I did a post where um, Matt and I were playing that uh, Double Dash <laughs> from <laughs> Friends of Music. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was terrible. He came in last place. I think I came in seventh place though, so I didn't really do that good either. I'm really bad at Double Dash. I'm bad at video games in general, but. I've come a long what? way since we started the podcast. No, you're incredible. I'm really good now. Uh, let's I mean, try to find another. Let's go a little bit later on here. The episodes that we did by ourselves, why don't we follow our dreams and the challenge of accountability? <laughs> Do you remember what you talked about in yours? Uh, I mean, it was pretty much that about uh, how to hold yourself accountable. I, I, don't, I don't remember that much. Um, I, I remember because you had done one by yourself, I think just a, a couple weeks prior or something. Um, and I remember mm-hmm. you talking to me about the challenges of doing it by yourself. And uh, and then I got to experience it. It was like, how do I talk for an entire hour just by myself? <laughs> I, I could probably do this like pretty well now because of how many live streams I do by myself. Yeah. I feel like I could probably do okay at this. Well, and I think what also hurt was we were still doing topic episodes like where we were trying to do a specific structure on one thing. Like, I think oh, I could do yeah. it. I think I could do it now where I'm just talking about whatever comes to mind. But back then it was like, all right, <laughs> an entire hour long episode about the challenge of accountability by myself. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that was, uh, it, but I, that was one of the things that I was like, I was, I was happy about when I got done with it. I, I, that was a thing that, I don't know if you felt this way, but I was I like surprised myself that I w- was able to what what I felt 
uh, I, I felt good about it at the end of it. So it, and it surprised me that I did feel good about it because I was just like I had never done something like that before, and I didn't, I didn't cringe at it afterwards. I wasn't like, oh god, I don't want to release this or anything. Um, so I it's kind of cool to look back on that. How do you feel about your solo episode? I don't know. I haven't really listened to it much since I've done it, but I remember I liked my topic. Cause I, I my biggest worry was just sitting around me. Like, I can't think of what to talk about. So why don't we follow our dreams? I actually really liked that topic a lot. And I remember like, thank God, I at least picked something I could talk for a long time about. Cause it was really tough. If I would have picked something I was less enthused on, it would have been almost impossible to do that episode. Yeah. You know what episodes I personally actually like a lot that we I feel like we never talk about? I really liked our evolution of music episodes. Like we did it like in two two different parts, mm-hmm. part one and two. For some reason, those are two of my favorite episodes that we've ever done. I just really liked that topic a lot. I'll be honest, I don't remember those episodes at all. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I liked them that much. Not that I thought they were bad, but I don't think they're like I considered them my favorite. I just like talking about music a lot, so I, I don't know. I just, for something, there was something about that ep- those episodes, I don't know. I mean, we talked about it for an hour and 45 minutes, so we obviously had a lot to talk about. I really enjoyed when we started doing, when we started doing, like, interactive, like, tests or quizzes and stuff. The Love Languages one. That, I think the Love Languages episode is actually... One of the most important episodes that we did, other than the one right before it, which was Everything Must Sports. That was obviously the most important episode. Everything Must Sports, dude. Dude, that episode was a fan favorite. Um, yeah. <laughs> Every time I, I... It's the one thing I cannot look at that episode title and not laugh. It's so funny. But yeah, like uh, the love languages. I really liked episode 60, our personality types. Um we did uh our firsts or losing our virginity which was like we we did i think we did like quizzes on like your first time doing something um yeah we should do one of those again we did like the which jonas brother are you we should (laughs) those buzzfeed ones yeah yeah, i i actually think we haven't done one of these in a while we should bring one back we should yeah i i I enjoyed those because again i think i think what 2018 and and 29 or 2018 was like getting our feet wet uh you know with with a podcast i think 2019 um like the 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 second year i'll say uh or let's like the first half uh or what am i trying to say (laughs) i don't know what you're saying (laughs) 2019 was like a, a a more um We, we explored a lot of different ideas uh, stuff like like when you look through these episodes we did different we tried different things than we had done before which was pretty cool I think that's going to be uh, a portion of what we always try to do um, but it's uh, like I, I really liked that we, we started incorporating different things like taking quizzes or we, we started doing the advice episodes where we would ask uh, audience to, to oh, send yeah. in advice questions and and uh, get some uh, participation, which we should probably do another one of those uh, coming up as we well. We definitely should. Yeah, we definitely started hitting our stride in 2019. 2018 was a lot more experimental. 2019, we definitely started to get more of an idea of where we could go and kind of closer to it, I think, what we wanted it to be like all along. And then 2020, 
I feel like we're kind of stuck now in this thing where we want to be able to push it further. And we, I mean, we have, to be fair. We've like we've gotten more structured about doing a segment in every single episode. I feel like the episodes in 2020 resemble the most closely to what it's going to look like, just with also guests. Can I ask you, what do you think our worst episode is? Maybe bucket list. <laughs> bucket list. <laughs> if I were to just like, if I had to just pick one, why? Maybe bucket list. Why? I don't know. One? Because I feel like we that was like the only time we almost ran out of things to talk about. I feel like we never ran out of things to talk about. That was the one time where we were like, I feel like we were grasping at straws a little bit to fill an entire episode. Nah, dude, I felt like that on a couple of episodes. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> yeah, well, because when we did the topic thing, it was kind of like sometimes I felt like uh, as much as we would try to to approach the topic from different angles with questions, sometimes I felt like, all right, we just said the same thing for an hour. <laughs> um, not, not too often, but I just I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think the bucket list one was the only one that. Uh, okay, what what do you, you have one in mind? Is that why you're bringing this well, up? <laughs> Everything about sports, maybe. No, <laughs> this person's <laughs> gonna be pissed. But uh, our episode with Angela the King was pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Mutant Turkey Day. Well, so what sucked about that episode is number one, the video was not working. Like our Skype session did not work. Like it kept being like uh, glitchy and choppy, and so like I was trying to manage that. Uh, and Steven and Angela were in the same room, which was nice because that didn't change many things for me, but I couldn't get the video to fix. So it was just the, the video portion is thrown out, which is always frustrating. Um, and then it was also just like, for whatever reason, I just, I think it was an off day for Angela. (laughs) Like she, like, I, I think that typically like, uh, there's some pretty good back and forth. Like you guys had that thing where she did makeup for you. Like that was pretty entertaining and funny, but I just felt like (laughs) I remember, I remember like we asked her what she thinks about Thanksgiving and it got depressing. Really? (laughs) It was so depressing. (laughs) Um, and so I, 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 I think the funniest part is that we did a Thanksgiving episode. I, like, that, like is true. that might be the funniest part because it's just like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it was a fun episode, but I do feel like in terms of like just the sheer substance, definitely wasn't a lot. No. <laughs> I think so. And it's it's like one of those things that people make that you're like nobody asked for this. No, <laughs> nobody wanted this. <laughs> Everybody wanted this. <laughs> but it, I will say it has one of our best titles: "Happy Mutant Turkey Day." That's pretty sick. Ooh, best title: "Phone Booth Time Travel." Is pretty good. That's, too. That is pretty good. Dude. What what would you say is our best uh, title? Obviously, my chemistry romance. Oh my gosh! If, if Jess is still in the chat, she's gonna love that you said that. Yeah, that was a good one. You know what's pretty cool though? I was scrolling through this and I see that we have a screenshot of when the YouTube channel had seven subscribers. It's kind of cool, just seeing that we've grown it since then. Hell yeah, dude! Um, I I'll give props to Everything Must Ghosts because that was the first in a couple different ways. It was the first Ooh, episode yeah. of Tim and Gentry. Uh, who are beloved characters 
or sorry, beloved people that uh, that uh, come to the <laughs> characters. show. Characters, they, they, I mean, they yeah. are kind of the kind of characters. Yeah, they, <laughs> their personality. You think, of, oh, those guys are characters. That's what I mean. Definitely, um, definitely. But then on top of that, it was um, it was the first time that we did the everything must like enter a word. <laughs> Yeah. Everything must ghosts. Everything must sports. <laughs> I feel like that was definitely groundbreaking. Now pretty much every time we do an episode, there's at least one suggestion of like everything must handball. Everything must <laughs> I've never been everything must handball. It's never even been a thought. I, I've thought no, I've thought about it. I just never mentioned it. That's true. You probably did. So I, I really liked our sweeping things under the rug episode. Where we, we, we talked about uh, some oh. things that we were... Uh, yeah, that, that, I feel like that was something that we both have felt like people in our lives had swept things under the rug. So mm-hmm. I feel like that was deeply personal and a good way for us to really... I mean, to be honest, part of the podcast is sort of venting about people in our lives who have pissed us off. <laughs> a little <laughs> like bit, yeah. in, in a weird roundabout way. And it's not even just like people close to us sometimes. It's just people who we've experienced who have been around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I I think it's, uh, I mean, if nothing else, this show is, is nice to kind of vent about, you know, it's, (laughs) I I forgot about, I I have a new, actually uh, worst episode. I completely forgot about it. (laughs) Did we just become best friends? What's that? (laughs) Do you remember that one? Did we just become best friends? I think I think we just went back and forth and said like like favorite things about each other. I don't even remember. Oh, that was another one of the list ones. Yeah, that one wasn't very good. <laughs> it, it, it would be funny though to get other people's opinions because you know how like some bands they'll do they'll have um, they'll have songs that they just absolutely hate, but then it ends up being their most popular song. I wonder if we have episodes like that where we're like, how does anybody like this episode? But it ends up being a popular one. We have a really strong cult following for everything. Must sports. <laughs> I'm looking Jocks at, love that I'm episode. looking at some of our most popular episodes within the last year here. Uh, becoming adults is a big one. Uh, losing our virginity is a big one. Helping others versus helping yourself. That's a good one. Are you a good person? Bucket list is a big one. Oh, these yeah, are all people, getting big now. People might like it. Uh, grow as we go. That was from the year before. Like the year before of, if you're if you're counting like today as our two-year anniversary, it was within that first, first one, year. One of our best titles, turns out ghosts are real. Or are they? <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to make that one longer too. <laughs> like I know. Turns out ghosts are real, or are they? Yes. No. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. That was a fun episode too because we had done a Halloween episode prior, and we were just people were just trying to tear us apart. Like these guys don't believe in ghosts. We're, these guys are crazy. So we finally got our redemption and got to to talk about it again. Dude, one of my favorite parts was editing that show. And, uh, and then I sent you and Steph a video of her completely contradicting herself. <laughs> she, oh, yeah. She, she like, in the beginning of us having the conversation is like, I just know that you guys are wrong and you're just ignorant <laughs> to it. I'm trying to wake you up to it. And she's like, I, I know that ghosts are real, but you guys just don't get it. And then later on in the thing, she's like, I'm not saying that I know ghosts are real. <laughs> I was like, wait, really? 
Because you said that like 15 <laughs> minutes prior. Uh, but no, it was really fun to have her on. She's she's uh, she's pretty awesome to have on the show. And I always like when we get her because I, I think she she definitely thinks about things in life differently than we do. So it's like a nice change of pace and we, we can challenge each other but also have some laughs and stuff. Yeah, you and I, we agree too much on things. Yeah, I remember that would be one of our criticisms. Yeah, get out of here. I, I, I think a good depiction of uh, of why that's perceived, or like a good uh, 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 glimpse into why it's perceived that we agree too much is, I think, oh, the I've Got to Be Dreaming episode, where you and I disagreed, uh, or, or like we, we like didn't understand each other it was really just I didn't understand what you were trying to say, but we were kind of disagreeing about something, and it could have turned into like, no, you're a fucking idiot. Like it could have turned into that, but it really just became us continuing to ask each other questions until we got to the bottom of what, like what you should do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it feels like oh, these guys need to get into it more, but it's like, well, we're gonna just try to understand each other. It's not gonna get to this place. Yeah, honestly, no, we're it's... fucking incredible. That's what this episode's about. I mean, it's kind of. I mean, we definitely talked about ourselves a lot, but that's kind of what we do talk about ourselves a lot, and that's uh, that's part of the show. Definitely is part of the show. I also really like uh, when we do those, like, remembering the 2010s, remembering the 2000s. I don't know. There's something about I, I think I partially like that, too, because I didn't even know you for a lot of those times that we've talked about, so it's like I actually learn about your life before I even knew you and, like, what you grew up with our upbringings are completely different because we didn't grow up like near each other at all. So I, I actually like when we do those a lot. Yeah. One, it's kind of cool too. Cause even though our upbringings are technically different, you get to see some parallels that you and I have discovered in, in things that we experienced and stuff. And it may be part of the reason why we became such good friends uh, later on in our life. Yeah, definitely. I think when I'm looking at, the episodes I think it looks like the first episode that sort of went away from the structure so I think the artist was the last episode that we did that was like really structured and then we did nice knowing you 2019 which it's kind of we had done episodes like that before where it sort of had a theme but it was very loose and then 2020 podcast for cheap was the first one where we actually had to figure out how do we name these episodes when they're just about a bunch of random topics Oh, man, um, but yeah, like even thinking about just how to write the descriptions of the shows is like I gotta remember what we fucking talked about. <laughs> Luckily, and that's I, tough. A lot of times, I, don't, I just forget what we talk about after the episode. Yeah, I, I think it, it benefits that I'm the person that edits the show because I have to listen back to the episode like right right away, um, so it refreshes my memory. But it is well you, when you just think about like how am I gonna advertise something where it's like all over the place? Like how am I going to to to, to bring it up? But um, it, I don't know. It's it, looking at the people. People are still listening, so it's it's pretty yeah. cool that we we have you guys to who even give a shit about what we have to say. I mean, especially in in times like this, it's it's kind of cool. Like one of the things that I appreciate about our journey to this point is I think we're able to be adaptable because this podcast started in in circumstances that weren't ideal. We didn't live in the same spot, so we had to figure out how to do a project together from so far away how to get organized together how to record this who was going to do what task and uh it allows us to keep going um not that podcasts are like shutting down or anything right now i mean everybody's still figuring out are we going out of business, we're going out of business. <laughs> no um but it's uh i don't know it's pretty cool yeah it was pretty easy to switch back 
into doing it in this format again because we were so accustomed to doing it. It was like, oh, we have to do Skype podcast again. Great. And then we just did it. One of my favorite things when we get to be in the same room is that we're not going to have to move your couch around every single time we go to record. Oh, yeah. Dude, I hated having to do that every single time. When we were in your yeah, old apartment, I was just like, oh. Well, that was the thing about that apartment. It was like, it was really bad for doing creative projects with because I had to use like my living room couch and <laughs> it was fine for recording my YouTube videos, but then you have to move it to do anything else. And then my camera was right in the living room, like right by anything. If someone bumped it, then it would screw up my video. So yeah, it's really nice to have like separate spaces for everything now. I can't. I mean, Brandon hasn't even seen my new apartment yet, but it'll be really nice for you to just see how it's it's a lot different now. Yeah, I'm excited. I liked that podcast title of 2020 podcast for cheap. It's kind of fun now naming the podcast episodes because we have to actually think a little, think about it differently. It can be kind of tough though to come up with them now. Yeah, it can be. Um... It's a lot. It's a lot harder to come to a consensus because, like, sometimes Stephen will be like, "I want to make the title off of this certain portion of what we talked about in the episode," and I'll be like, "Why don't we do this?" And we have to. There's a lot more back and forth, I think, now than there used to be. Like before, I think we would come to something like, "Oh yeah, it's about uh, relationships." So this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, now it's really just anything. Like death to the zodiac. Like I think we talked about zodiac stuff and death. So we're just like, <laughs> that's the title. <laughs> that's literally the title of it. That's what we do. And if the world was ending, I mean, I kind of, I think some of these names are kind of like creative and artistic. Like I've got to be dreaming. We talked about two separate things that involved that kind of dreaming thing. Dude, let's keep this decreed. That's pretty cool. Oh yeah. That was a good one. I lost the spelling bee. I'm still salty about that. I can't believe you forgot the S in discreet. Yeah, I, I just got I, – I can't believe I spelled it completely wrong. Like, barely any – like, if someone looked at that, they would not even know what word I was attempting to spell. What do you – I think – here's what I think we sh- – I think we should move into the Spotify segment and then end it with some final thoughts. What do you think? That sounds good to me. Do you see what I just did? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. Okay, so for, for those of you who are listening – uh, so we do this live on YouTube now and, uh, for, oh, and also just a shout out, make sure you subscribe to the everything must go podcast, YouTube channel. Well, uh, Jess, uh, uh, a lawyer follower and friend of the show. Uh, she always brings up, she gave us the idea for the episode title, my chemistry romance, and she does not let it die. She brings it up all the time. <laughs> well, I have ability to remove her comments in the chat and she just typed my chemistry romance. So I removed her comment. <laughs> that was Love a good it, one. Dude. All right. Yeah. You want to do this segment here? Yeah, we'll do it. All right. Uh, so again, the Spotify segment, we got a song for each other and then we're going to answer three questions on it. I gave Steven the song dunked on by froggy fresh. He gave me in the dark by bring me the horizon. So who, who, who do you want to go first this time? Uh, you, <laughs> you go first. <laughs> okay. So I listened to in the dark by bring me the horizon. Uh, what stood out to you about the song? Um, I honestly am surprised. I, I, I the, I, I'm not surprised because we've talked about the direction that bring me the horizon has gone in, but like the production quality on that song is so good. 
Like it just sounds so refined and so tight. Uh, I will say I don't necessarily like the like the way that his vocals are produced because I feel like they kind of they get drowned into the music a little too much. Uh, but I really like the like the little complex things that they throw like that that just like add a little extra like like a diff a different uh, synth key that comes in or. Um, do they have a, a female singing in this? I can't. I can't remember. Like, yep, yeah, yeah, there is. Like I really like that incorporation. They're just like little things that they do, and then but you still you still kind of hear their foundational piece, which is that like rock and roll in, in, in at the at the core of it, and then you just have all these things that just add a little to the thing. So that that's what stood out to me about the song. The song. How does the song make me feel? Um, I didn't really get any like strong emotions from the song per se. Um, I, I think that happens sometimes when we just like listen to the song a couple times before we, we go into the episode. Um, I, I know that bring the horizon tends to, to talk about some pretty serious, like they have songs with substance. So I'm sure that if I was to like really break it down, I'd probably be able to pull more of an emotional reaction out of, but overall it just, I, I enjoyed the song. So it was like an enjoyable experience. Um, would you give it a thumbs up, thumbs down, or somewhere in between? I'd give it a thumbs up. I think it's a good song. I also just like, um, I, I, I wasn't a fan of Bring Me the Horizon uh, in their early days, and I know that there are some like Bring Me the Horizon purists who don't like the direction that they're going in and stuff, but I think that it just happens sometimes in music. So I, I like what they're coming out with now, and uh, uh, this song is a good, um, a good example of something that I, I enjoy. Any, any particular reason why you picked that that one? Uh, yeah, so that that's off of their newest album, and it, I picked it as my favorite album of 2019. So I love it. Like it was like totally my jam last year, and it's honestly been my jam now too. I picked this song specifically because it's a little bit different. I feel like it's a little a little more. It's like it's less like edgy. It's not so like rock and rolly, but it's got some elements of it, but it's a little less of that. It's a little bit more melodic. Um, and they just do things a little bit differently. And the, the subject of the song I think is really cool. It's about how his ex-wife cheated on him. And if you actually like read the lyrics, it, I don't know. I just think the lyrics and just what the song was about, like the first time I listened to it, I was like, Oh, this is pretty good. But this is a song that really grew on me when I would, start to read along to the lyrics and start like knowing the full backstory behind it. I, I think it's a really, really cool song and I listen to it a lot. It, it like for, for those of you who listen to this, the, this segment specifically and you like this, uh, I'm going to put it obviously like we always do. I'll put it on that Spotify playlist. Um, it's a good song. I definitely recommend for those of you who, who do listen to, to check it out. I, I think it's one of the better ones that you've suggested to me. Okay, so that uh, <laughs> that brings it to me. So, the song <laughs> the song is dunked by F- Froggy Fresh. It's, hold on, did I? Uh, it's dunked on. Dunked on. Oh yeah, dunked on by Froggy Fresh. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> for some reason, <laughs> when I saw this, I was like, this might be like a parody song. That's like where my mind went, but. I don't know, whatever reason, somewhere along the way, I, like, took that out of my mind. And I was like, I'm going to listen to this while I'm in the shower. Like, Brandon usually, like, he puts... The songs that he picks are usually, like, songs that could be, like, fine shower listening songs. Maybe that's the kind of vibe he's going for here. And when you start this song, what stood out to you about... Or what stood out to me about this song 
the actual like beat that starts in the beginning i'm like oh this is i, I kind of like how this song started off yeah. <laughs> so i was like i was like i was feeling this this uh this opening instrumental uh but then i get in the shower and all of a sudden it starts coming in with this guy's voice and he's like oh yeah <laughs> i'm just like oh I'm like, oh man, this is this is definitely not a serious song. Uh, I was like, I forgot that it's literally called Dunked On, so it's probably a pretty fair bet that this is gonna be about something goofy. Uh, and it definitely is. What stood out to me about the song is that this is like the other side of Brandon. So when I hear songs that Brandon recommends or he puts on this playlist, a lot of times the songs are like very deep kind of sad emotional but then he throws on he throws on something like this and this really captures the other side of brandon which is just like goofy and like like overly goofy like you can't get a straight answer from him (laughs) for anything this song pretty much captures that side of brandon where you're like dude can you take anything serious and you're like oh taking it serious maybe i thought i could just have a conversation with my friend (laughs) Where he just keeps going on this rant where he never takes anything serious. This is that, but in song form. <laughs> yeah. <How? laughs> what? Were you going to say something? I was just going to say, uh, you need to watch the YouTube video for... Uh, I know that uh, this is a Spotify segment, but the video is even funnier than the song itself. So I, I definitely recommend that. <laughs> How does the song make you feel? Oh, dude, it makes me feel invincible. Like, I could just dunk on anyone. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, I could just face Brandon tomorrow and just dunk dude, right over I think that when we finally are able to, like, go to a basketball court, that's what we should work on this off season. is trying to <laughs> learn how to dunk. <laughs> Perfect. Dude, I, lo- I love that idea. I think we should go to the courts here and play that song while we do it. So everyone's just like, and just be really obnoxious the whole time. Dude, we're going to be so intimidating. Dude, so intimidating for sure. I can't wait for that. We're doing that. <laughs> we just, we get in a two-on-two game or whatever, and I pass it to you, and then I get under the <laughs> the hoop, and I pick you up for you to dunk. <laughs> like, you're a little kid. I love this. <laughs> uh... Okay, yeah, uh, would you give it a thumbs up, thumbs down, or somewhere in between? That's a tough one. I actually like parody songs, like comedic songs a lot. This guy's voice is super annoying, so I'd have to, I have to find a way. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, I love Lonely Island, but his voice doesn't annoy me as much mm-hmm. as this guy. So I feel like... I'm somewhere in between, but I'm going to guess that if I watch the music video, which is normally what makes these songs a lot better, that I could see myself coming around to give it a thumbs up. Man, you're a hater. Um, <laughs> I also, they have another song, because um, I think they're from Chicago, and uh, they have a song where they, one of the lines is, Jimmy Butler is your father. He's talking about, oh, he says, uh, LeBron, you a baller. But Jimmy Butler is your father. And when Jimmy Butler came to the Timberwolves, uh, that was the year that I had season tickets. So any time that that Jimmy Butler would like do well, I was like, Jimmy Butler is your father. <laughs> I would scream that in the stands. Oh my god! Nobody got That's the good. reference, but it was it was good for me. I I appreciate it, even though I I didn't even know about it. I'm glad we had this conversation. Me too. Me too. Anything else you want to talk about before we send it, dude? On? Uh, well, just, I guess, final thoughts. I want to say, 
a massive thank you to the the OGs who have been there since day one of the podcast. I can't believe it's been two years since we started doing this. It's genuinely been so fun. I've met so many cool people. I'm really excited to see where everything goes. There's been highs and lows, but overall, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun fun journey ahead. Yeah, I I will. Uh agree with that statement i'm uh, excited to see where things go hopefully we can get out of this quarantine sooner rather than later and actually put some of our our stuff to to reality but um it's it's been crazy like uh, you know you just think about some of the things that you do in life and how many times do you make it two years consistently with with that thing it's it's not it doesn't always happen um and especially a person like me who struggles sometimes with consistency i get very impatient with things something that I, I really want to improve on as a person. So it's this is one of the things that I'm the most proud about, that we were able to. I'm super proud about yeah. this. Like, this is something that I really hold my head high when I'm like, dude, we almost have, we definitely have over 100 episodes that we have sat down and we've done this. While other people have done any number of other things, we have been working, we have been grinding, and it hasn't, I mean, it doesn't feel like work. It's just I choose to do this because this is what is a lot of fun. And I get to... Like it, it's not like it doesn't bring a social life and it doesn't bring like really great skills to everything that else that I do in, in my life. So it's just a great usage of time. And I'm, I'm very thankful every day that we decided to, uh, to do this. Absolutely. Amen. All right. Well, thank you for those of you who have made it this far into the show. As always, we love it when you stick around. Um, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, feel free to email us emgpod at gmail.com. Or you can give us a call and leave us a voicemail just like Tim did this week. That is 513-427-EMG5. Again, that's 513-427-EMG5. Uh, we always love hearing your beautiful voices, and we can play play your voicemail live on air. Uh, if you have anything that you want to mention to us individually, Steven's handles are at Stephen Russell B on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you give him a follow. Go subscribe to his YouTube channel. I am at Brandon J Flippin on Instagram and Twitter. You can search me on YouTube under that as well. I'm at 112 subscribers now, making big improvements. Uh, oh, I do want to mention I did release a new song, uh, Drive. I made a lyric video for it. Uh, check it out. I think. Um, if we can get that to uh, 500 views, I'll release it on Spotify. That's what, that's what I'm thinking I might do. So uh, check that out. Otherwise, we'll see you next time. Next time is our Century Mark 100 episodes. Thank you guys so much for, for coming along the journey with us, and we'll see you next time. Take it easy. Holding on to-